0: And here we go on a Thursday afternoon in Bakersfield. This is HSK Today. Brian McCormick here, you there. Jared Justice is on the other side of the glass as we talk horse hockey and get you ready for opening weekend for Silver Knights Hockey at the Dollar Loan Center. That is what much of this program will revolve around, and for very good reason. The Henderson Silver Knights at long last are moving into their brand-new home facility off of Green Valley Parkway where We've already seen the Nighthawks open up the building. We've seen uh, March Madness basketball with the Big West Conference. So uh, fans have already had a chance to get in there and look around, perhaps even more so than the players themselves. Uh, But it will be finally hockey time at the DLC. So we're going to get into that uh, in depth. We'll talk a little bit about uh, the, the current happenings on the ice for the Silver Knights as well. But frankly, things have been a little rough of late and also for the Silver Knights rather depleted. So we won't dwell on it. Uh, too much for your sake I'm sure you don't want to dwell on it too much Uh, but we will discuss uh, where the team currently stands including a couple of transactions that uh, took place in the past hour 45 minutes or so Uh, Daniil Miramanov and Yuri Patera both reassigned to the Silver Knights from the VGK that could uh, give a huge lift uh, to the Silver Knights heading into uh, Saturday and of course before Saturday there's another game on Friday here in Bakersfield and the Silver Knights uh, starting to find themselves in the position where they need to start racking up some wins and not just for the sake of well you want to be playing winning hockey in April but uh, statistically for the Silver Knights just to uh, to secure the final playoff spot in the Pacific so we will uh, in a few minutes we'll hear from Jamie Heward who after the team skated on Monday at the DLC uh, gave some thoughts on uh, how the building was uh, for their first spin around the ice. We'll talk with Silver Knights COO, Chief Operating Officer, Mr. Chase Jollish, in our next segment to give fans a bit of an idea, if you haven't been to the DLC just yet, what you can expect and what kind of festivities the Silver Knights do have planned for their new home uh, on Saturday. And then in our final segment, we'll catch up with Jermaine Lowen, recently back from injury and uh, thrilled to be back on the ice is he and the silver Knights thrilled to have him back as he missed close to two months with an upper body injury uh, he is back in the mix and uh, with some of the uh, depleted roster struggles that the silver Knights have had he's another one of those players who's found himself in a, a rather elevated role of late uh, and he's a player that before his injury was really uh, taking a nice step forward in terms of his skill game and his work with the puck so for the Uh, silver knights they've uh, been happy with how jermaine loan has come along this season on an ahl deal and we will uh, catch up with him a little bit and get his thoughts on the new building as well as mentioned the silver knights did get on the ice at the dlc on monday and on tuesday monday was a skills practice tuesday was more of a full team traditional skate uh, and so far great reviews and, and you know i think it's it's multiple fold first of all The Orleans was a a very happy home for two years, and it was uh, a very hospitable staff and a a great place for hockey and a great place for Vegas hockey fans who have, you know, perhaps uh, nostalgic memories of watching the Las Vegas Wranglers in the ECHL days at the Orleans. It was a, a very, very appropriate venue to open up the HSK era. Uh, both in terms of the fact that the Silver Knights needed a home, and that was a good one to, to move into, but also for the the minor league hockey fan in Vegas uh, to, to make that transition. Just a nod to the past before moving uh, to the state-of-the-art future, really, at the DLC. But you can see, see on the players' faces, it was a bit of a... I would even use the word relief, and not in its most dramatic sense, but in the 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 way any person feels when they move into a new house you you pull in the moving truck you step out into the driveway you walk out on the front lawn you look at the house and just have that exhale that huh, it's ours it's finally ours and that I think was a sentiment you could really feel from everybody as they worked their way through the DLC on Monday and Tuesday and then again as we mentioned uh, this this building has amenities that many AHL buildings do not have and the Silver Knights are going to enjoy that but I think there really is it just—it's been in the back of everyone's mind for the last year and a half. The idea of okay, every, almost like everything you're doing is important, but temporary. And and maybe for the players it doesn't feel that way. For me, it kind of did. You know, you're getting rave like okay, this is how we do things. But when we get into our new building, we're going to do things this way or that way. Something that's a little bit more customized for you. Uh, and that's how the, the Dollar Loan Center feels if you're a Silver Knight fan, if you're a Silver Knight player, if you're a Silver Knights uh, janitor. You, you, that is a place that is tailor-made for you and was designed with you in mind. So I think everyone's going to enjoy that factor, and uh, I think it's going to be fun Saturday, too. It's gonna, Again, everything is going to feel new, and usually that's an experience that you look forward to after a long off season, Uh when you have something like that, whether it be a new building or renovations or Even the the interactions with the new roster. We've waited all summer without hockey, and now we have it, and here we go. Very rarely do you get this sense in season uh, where it just gets that revitalizing new chapter feeling with now, uh, was it, 13 games left on the regular season schedule. So, you know, Saturday is going to be a lot of fun. There's going to be a lot of bells and whistles, and we're going to go into that as well. Uh, But for everyone. And for a Silver Knights team that on the ice is, is struggling right now, and that's that's not been a secret. They've lost four in a row and have been uh, impacted by VGK call-ups. Maybe this can be a revitalizing factor too, something that gives them that feeling of a, of a clean slate, a new month, a new home, a lot of hockey in that new home. Ten of their last 12 regular season games will be at the DLC. Is that something that can light a fire and get them going in the right direction as they look to lock up that last playoff spot in the Pacific? Uh Going on uh, about these topics and more on Monday was Jamie Heward, who met with the media after the Silver Knights had that uh, inaugural skate at the DLC. And well, he had a lot to say. Let's take you through everything that Jamie Heward thought
1: about his new digs.
2: Building the facility and, and everything you got
1: here. Uh, I can't stop smiling. <laughs> it's uh, right from the time you drive into the parking lot, um, park your car, and walk into the room. It's uh, it's pretty special. Uh, it, I mean, it is, you know, get on the ice and kind of see, uh, you know, all the all the sayings on the side and, and all the all the detail that went into it. It's pretty spectacular. It's uh, it's gonna be hard to practice in the next couple of days just because we're all gonna be looking in the stands.
0: What is a psychological boost from that versus say you know and nothing? like you said it feels
3: maybe a
1: little more like your building it's our home now right so we you know we always went into orleans knowing that this was being built and you know the the looking forward to coming here um you know no slight against the orleans it it treated us very well and and uh, you know we enjoyed playing there but there was just that aura of excitement to come and know that we're going to get into this right from the first time we saw it uh, you know as a staff when it was just just the bones knowing that one day we'd be in here and then uh, just driving here today it was you get up a little bit earlier yeah you know, just it's just the excitement was just you know, overwhelming for all the guys and just seeing the looks on their faces when they did walk in was was pretty special
2: from a coach's standpoint can can you parlay that here in the stretch drive? You get through the the you know back end of the season, guys have got some aches and pains and and everything else. Can get getting into a new facility like this give these guys a little push here for
1: the I, You know what I think so and I, I think a big part of that is gonna be, you know, the fan base. Um you know, they're just you know, I mean I've been talking to neighbors and I've been talking to people just kind of on the street that uh you know that I've met and, and know that I coach and they're more than excited to come down um, and see the new building and and be a part of something that now is in henderson um so i I, you know i think our guys are going to get a general uh you know a boost and a lift knowing full well that they're coming into a a really exciting uh new building and and i'm sure the fans are going to be loud and loud and proud just like we are one of the things they mentioned especially was the boards here just maybe a little truer bounds and and things like that just are things like that jumping out to you already have you noticed little things Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's you know. I mean, when you go into any building, um, when you're on the road, the first thing you test out is the boards. (laughs) You know, you're you're you know, you're taking shots off the end boards. You're you know, you're doing little bounce passes. You're um, just kind of seeing how they react. And uh, you know, our guys are pretty excited to have brand new boards. (laughs) Believe it or not, and you wouldn't think that would be the one thing that would stick out, but they're they're genuinely excited to have uh, bounces that are going to be true.
2: Okay, are there other things, Jamie? Like the fans are going to recognize the, the bells and whistles. But are there any things, this being a building designed for you guys? Simpler things are user friendly. Bench access from the locker room. Things that you're you're happy to have in this new place.
1: Yeah, I'm going to be pretty happy not having to <laughs> walk out on the ice and almost kill myself every time, <laughs> hanging onto the boards. Uh, you, you know, I mean, it, it has. A professional NHL standard feeling um, and I, th- I it's the detail that they've put into it has been incredible and right from the time that we came down and they told us kind of what they were gonna do and what their plans were and uh, did we have any suggestions for little things uh, you know from a coaching perspective and uh, they nailed it they they did everything that they um, researched, and it turned out fantastic. So yeah, just just the little things that are going to make life a lot easier for our guys. Just you know, um, the access right into our room, not having to walk by you know the other team's dressing room to get into ours like we did at Orleans. Just just little things that are kind of going to be our own, um, which is which is nice. So I, it
4: looked like there
1: was a couple guys that had to
2: stay on later do some skates and testing, but there were some other guys. You almost literally,
1: literally had a kickoff. <laughs> yeah, like I said, that general excitement there, they were wondering why. But, uh, you know what, I mean, we just, today was more of a skill day, and we just wanted to make sure that they didn't stay out too long, get some rest. we got a, you know, a long week ahead of us, um, and we'll have a full practice tomorrow. But, uh, yeah, the two injured guys that were out there just needed a little little extra. I, I think they wanted to stay today, actually. It was one of those, one of those rare moments where they were happy to, to stay out and skate
2: was it also good for you guys because the first game here will be saturday but you guys will play the night before so it's going to be a busy saturday was it nice to have a today and tomorrow to have a a looky blue Lu kind of day just building rather than going right <laughs> in game action
1: yeah and i think today was with us just having the skill day was uh was a lot better so you're not being distracted um you know they can look in the stands they can kind of take it all in without having to to worry about screwing up drills (laughs) so uh and you know and just the general excitement of the first day we wanted to make sure we just had a a nice good casual um things that we don't normally get to work on um you know split the the forwards and the d and just kind of do some things we haven't had a chance to with our busy schedule so i think today was a perfect opportunity and a really good uh, timeline for us to here obviously you know i mean the the zamboni guys and the guys that are looking after the ice they wanted they wanted feedback on how the ice was as well so not coming in on just flying in here or off the bus on uh you know coming in on saturday and going well you know the ice is chippy or whatever they 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 appreciated the feedback and and that's something our guys um appreciated today it was you know just a little bit different atmosphere so it was nice to to get them out
2: is that a concern, always, too, with the new building? Is the, the climate control, you know, it's fine now, but, but come Saturday, what's it going to be like when they
3: take the ice because they're still trying to fiddle with everything?
1: Yeah, and, I, I you know, the hardest part for them is because the football team was in here, um, you know, that floor coming off of the ice and trying to make sure that they get the right thickness so it's not too chippy, it's not too snowy, you know, and obviously – um, weather outside and, and, you know, humidity is going to dictate what, you know, what the ice is like typically. Um, but I think they got a pretty good handle on it. They, they, we were talking to them today and they were throwing a bunch of jargon that I had no idea what they were talking about, but <laughs> it was, sounded, it sounded official. And I was pretty happy with it, but, um, I, I think they've got enough. You know, they've got enough power, they were saying. They've got enough uh, ability to keep it cool in here, which I think will help with the ice. And to be honest with you, it looked a little thin today, but it held up very well. And, you know, with a lot of the turns and stuff the guys were doing, they were kind of they were hard on it, and it, it held up pretty good. So, I mean, that's uh, that's always a positive.
0: And that was assistant coach Jamie Hewitt And you know what, uh, absolutely, while we're on the topic, major hat tip to, to Mike Bober and to the rest of the Dollar Loan Center conversion crew because they pulled a pretty busy uh overnight before the monday practice at the dlc after the nighthawks game against tucson on sunday that's when they went to work got the turf off and spent time building up the ice because again there will be ice uh that the turf for the nighthawks will go over that's to, to you know i'm sure what everyone expects uh, but because the hockey team hadn't been in yet, there hadn't been enough time to really build up the ice to where they wanted it to be, so they spent a long night Sunday getting it ready for Monday, and uh, the the players were uh, very happy with the quality, and I know Mike Bober has been working on the ice throughout this week to get where, where he wants it to be, but uh, a heck of a job that the crew did to get ready for, for Monday, and you know it was funny, you hear Jamie Heward talk about how it was good for them to have that opportunity on Monday to have a slow, easy skills day to, to kind of you know, look around and take it in and not have it hurt their work. Um, from a Silver Knights perspective, I asked one of the players, uh, I said, "He, he this is a, a, I'll, I'll leave the player's name out of it, but a player who's been uh, injured and was just trying to keep his conditioning up, so they, they bag-skated him. And I said, well, did you look around? Was it pretty? And he's like, well, yeah, I, for the first 10 minutes I looked around and it was a really, really nice... Then once the, once the hard work started, I, I didn't really pay attention to it anymore. It was just practice. So uh, good for the, the Silver Knights to get a chance to, to acclimate themselves to their new surroundings. And uh, all the hard work begins on Saturday when the Silver Knights arrive and uh, get ready to take on the Condors. That at that point will be the third straight game between the two teams. Uh, and the Silver Knights uh, certainly in need of wins as right now they are... Uh, they have a hold on the last playoff spot and they have a pretty good gap over Tucson and San Jose but uh, with one month of hockey left to play that gap will will shrink if the Silver Knights don't start to take care of business so something to keep an eye on and hopefully uh, a raucous atmosphere at the DLC will push them in the right direction. We're going to step out and when we come back we're going to be joined by uh, Silver Knights Chief Operating Officer Chase Jolish who will tell us about uh, some of what we can expect on Saturday at the DLC. That's straight ahead On HSK Today, Brian McCormick here with you on 1230 The Game, the Silver Knights Radio Network. What with the litigation? The notoriety his subsequent deportation to Canada and that country's refusal to accept him. Brian McCormick. Back on HSK Today, Brian McCormick here with you from Mechanics Bank Arena, an empty Mechanics Bank Arena in Bakersfield as the silver knights have two games upcoming against the bakersfield condors one will be in this building but saturday night will be the first hsk game in their new home the dollar loan center in henderson and to talk more about the brand new facility we're joined by the chief operating officer of the henderson silver knights and the vegas nighthawks mr chase jollis chase how are
5: you
4: we're surviving brian uh <laughs> saturday going to be a uh, exciting day and uh the next 48-plus hours uh, will get us there, but, yeah, we're grinding over here.
0: You know, I'm sure most people most people would presume this, but maybe not everybody. You think, oh, a new building, that sounds fun. They build it for you, they set everything up, and that's like a new car. They drive it around the front, you hop in, and off you go. It's, it's not like that. You guys have been working around the clock for probably, well, in terms of being in the building, the better part of the last month getting ready for this weekend and beyond.
4: Yeah, it's been a long time coming. Uh, we we're fortunate to have the Big West out here and the two uh, Vegas Nighthawks games to do a couple of test runs, but uh, very little can prepare us for what we're expecting on Saturday. Uh, expecting over-capacity crowds. It uh, should be a lively atmosphere out there in the uh, Tilt Yard pregame, so a lot of exciting things to be uh, looking forward to for Saturday night.
0: We heard a little bit in the uh, the opening segment, we heard from Jamie Huard talking about the player reaction, and we've we've heard from players over the last couple of days what their experiences were on Monday and Tuesday when they got to skate there and introduce themselves to the Dollar Loan Center. All we've talked about for the last year and a half, I feel like, has been rightfully so how quickly the project has, has been executed. And it has. It's been a year and a half, and we have a brand-new building in Henderson. But at the same time, it's always been this this carrot out in the distance to chase. We knew it was coming at some point and and now that day is finally here. I wonder for you, did it feel like we got here quickly or does this feel like uh, well, not the end of a journey, it's the beginning of a journey but did it feel like it took some time to get to opening day at the DLC?
4: Yeah, no, I, I honestly can't believe we're here. Um, would be remiss not to, to give Gabe Mirabelli a shout out from the organization. He did a fantastic job in getting this building built early. Uh, it's also his birthday, so happy birthday, Gabe. Uh, but just, uh, it, it's, it's been a, a long time coming. We've been working really hard to it, and at the same point, can't believe it's here. Uh, and like you said, it's the start of something special. Uh, it's one journey ends, and the process of the building being built, and now a new journey begins in now opening it up and establishing something for the city of Henderson and the community around this area.
0: Talking with Chase Jollis, the COO of the Silver Knights and Nighthawks. When we have renderings and artistic depictions of what a building is going to be like, we, we kind of daydream. Like, oh, it's you know, you figure it's going to look like the picture. When the building was built, I was actually stunned just how much it looks like the picture. It pretty much came out exactly the way it was supposed to. Yeah, uh, but, why-
4: yeah, I mean, so, yeah, I didn't mean to cut you out there, but Whiting Turner, our construction uh, company, did a fantastic job of uh, creating these renderings and then executing it. Uh, when we're going out on these pitches, whether from a ticketing perspective, a partnership perspective, uh, even from a community initiative and showing, hey, this is what it's going to look like. And this is what we're creating. And then they come out here and see it being executed. Uh, it's a special moment. And it's uh, a lot of people should be very proud of what they've been able to build out here.
0: And I wonder if there's any part for yourself or as we mentioned, there's been two Nighthawks games and the big West fans have had a chance to interact with the building. Are there any elements of it that came out better than the picture Or parts you're like, you know what I didn't think this was going to be one of my favorite parts of the building, but it is
2: Yeah,
4: you know I, you, you probably you got me there. Uh, I mean the, the <laughs> chamber honestly the, the, the chambers area, uh, I mean when you're walking, uh, chambers are our suites in the premium area and uh, when you're walking and as the constructions being built. Uh, You try to picture it, you see the renderings, and and what our marketing team, our branding team has been able to do to create uh, that intimate experience and make it private, Uh, you you can't really believe it until you step into one, uh, until you actually see the football field on the ground. If you see uh, the ice um, out there, it's a really special um, uh, thing to see it versus just walking around as it's being built.
0: Talking to Chase Jollis, the COO of the Silver Knights and Nighthawks. One of my favorite things about it, Chase, and, and uh, when I was speaking to a couple of uh, media members who came to explore it uh, earlier this week, every building says there are no bad seats in the house. It's you know Every building would say that, and I'm not going to say that we're more right than everybody else is, but when you're in the Dollar Loan Center, the, the top of the lower bowl those are the nosebleeds. That's as close as you could get to a seat yeah. far away from the action. The intimacy of this building, I think, is one of the, the big selling points. And I think for Nighthawks football, that was probably the best introduction that fans could have gotten to that.
4: I um, mean, you're you're exactly right. And in, in how it was built is with the with hockey in mind. And no disrespect to our football team out there, but that was a, a late add-on, and it's something that we wanted to make sure that every seat in the building had this open flow, open feel no matter if you're walking around the concourse, you're up in the premium area, or you're in the actual lower bowl seating, uh, you can feel it, you can see the game and have a great experience.
0: Let's talk a little bit about the uh, the festivities for Saturday. They they were announced. Uh, everyone's looking forward to game action. I'm looking forward to game action, but the party's going to start a few hours before that. Uh, it's going to give fans an opportunity to, to get to know the tilt yard a little bit.
4: Yeah, so 3.30 is when the festivities uh, begin, and Uh, Parking is something uh, we're obviously excited about with so many spots close to the building, but do encourage people to, to buy parking online. Uh, you can do prepaid passes for $10, $12 at uh, when you arrive if you do, do decide to wait. Uh, but 3.30 is when the Tilt Yard festivities will begin, live music, uh, a few uh, activities for kids to play. Obviously, you've got the restaurant, Craggy Range, there. Uh, and then uh, the silver carpet So similar to a concept we started with the Golden Knights uh, and the Golden Carpet at T-Mobile Arena. Uh, we're going to have our players and certain dignitaries uh, be able to um, be recognized as they arrive uh, pre-game. Uh, So we're really excited about uh, some interaction between the players and the fans and some uh, little gifts uh, that people will be able to uh, receive if uh, one is lucky enough. So uh, that will take place through 5 p.m. We'll have doors open at 5.45, and uh, we'll have a puck drop uh, a little after 7 p.m.
0: And Chase, I think you highlighted something really uh interesting profound really, is especially for the Silver Knights, uh, it's been not even two seasons, it's still a very young franchise, but last summer, last spring during the VGK playoff run, we were able to have some watch parties, some some uh, events like that for fans, but there really hasn't been a ton of opportunity because of the pandemic situation to have the kind of face-to-face interaction with the Silver Knights players and the fan base, so for, for that reason as well, Saturday is going to be a really fun launching off point for, for the DLC, for them to have that opportunity.
4: Yeah, yeah, you're, you're, you're exactly right. Uh, and it, It's something not, not to be remiss about, just from the sense of what this all brings about. Um, we're, we're, we, could, we could be more excited. Uh, and, and you know what? Saturday is a moment to remember and be recognized, uh, but when you think of what this building is going to be over the next year, five years, ten years, um, this is something, something that's going to be very special moving forward.
0: And we've talked about our favorite parts, Chase, but, again, there have been fans in the building now. I don't know how much interaction you've been able to, to have with some of the, uh, the Nighthawks season ticket holders or, again, just fans passing through, but have you heard any feedback from them on uh, what they particularly do like about uh, the DLC? Uh,
4: I think it's the accessibility. I think it's the ability to be on uh, one side or one section and be able to get to the other side just so quickly. Um, Obviously, the engagement that we have, minor league sports offers a very unique engagement with access for others from players. Uh, We have a cool feature for uh, the Nighthawks games called Cacautographs, where at the end of each game, uh, you get to come down on the field, uh, throw the football around if you have one, and get some autographs from some of the players. And it's that type of environment, community feel that we're really trying to drive home uh, with not only the Nighthawks, but also the Silver Knights.
0: Now, you mentioned the, the, the fun features for the Nighthawks. One of them also is that you have Sinister, an, an actual hawk, at midfield for Nighthawks game. Uh, should we expect a horse to walk out onto the ice for uh, puck drop on Saturday? Uh,
4: no, that, that's something that we haven't gotten approved yet, but that's, that, maybe that's an idea we'll we look at next year.
0: That's a risk we can't run. Any, any predictions for who's going to score the first goal in DLC history?
4: Man, we've had so many guys go up uh, and get their uh, opportunity yes, have. Uh, uh, with the Gold Knights. I think a lot of it depends on uh, who's, who's on the team. Um, I know uh, uh, Paul Cotter is a, is a favorite, so I'd say if, if he's uh, out there, uh, he would have probably have a, a strong chance. And uh, But, you know, honestly, we're all fans of the players that we put on the ice because uh, that's who we get to support.
0: Paul Cotter is the guest. You heard it here first. Chase Jollis, the chief operating officer of the Silver Knights and Nighthawks, Thanks so much for joining us. Uh, we appreciate it and can't wait for Saturday night.
4: Absolutely, Brian. I got If I've got time, I have one question for you. What Please. are you most looking forward to Saturday night?
0: Well, I've got the best uh, the best seat in the house, as Tim Speltz tells me over and over. Uh, any fans who are in the, the Golden Goblet and that, that uh, Center Ice uh, VIP lounge, just like uh, Dave and Shane have at uh, T-Mobile at the Bud Light Lounge, that's where I'm going to be doing my broadcast from. So anyone who's in that area, I'd love to meet you. That's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, And also, uh, Gabe has told me that there's a a surprise uh, feature in the building for when goals are scored. So uh, I think he's keeping that under his hat, but it makes me all the more eager to see goal number one, no question.
4: Absolutely. Hope we score lots uh, on Saturday and and more to come.
0: It's going to be a great day. Chase, thanks so much for hopping on. We'll see you this weekend.
4: Absolutely. Thanks, Brian.
0: That is Chase Jollish, the Chief Operating Officer of the Silver Knights and the Nighthawks. We have a little bit of time left in this segment, so, uh, Jared, if I, I want to surprise you back in the studio, but we heard Jamie Heward's take on the first two days at the DLC. We also heard it from Vegas-born forward Gage Quinney, who uh, no one can relate more to the expansion of the hockey footprint, both in terms of talent but also in terms of uh, infrastructure in the Valley, than Gage Quinney. He had some thoughts after practice on Monday as well.
2: On the arena and the
3: ice and everything out there today. Uh, it's beautiful. I mean, um, the facility is, it's just beautiful. Like I'm lost for words right now, and uh, I think what makes it even better is like the small details of the arena and stuff like that. And it's, uh, it's like a mini T-Mobile, so it's exciting. So, Sorry, when you say small details, what what is like stand out to you? Um, like when you, you look around at like the corners and the triangles, like, at, like in Vegas, how like the steam shoots up, but I guess we have the horses that uh, shoot steam out of the noses and stuff, uh, just like small details like that. And um, doesn't ever seem like you could really miss a moment in the game, whether you're in a concession stand line um, and stuff like that. Like it's there's no bad seat.
2: As somebody who, who knows the Vegas landscape, could you ever imagine that not only would we have one premier hockey facility at T-Mobile, but now you have two uh, right here within 10 miles of each other?
3: Yeah, I mean, um, I grew up thinking the Orleans was like the top-of-the-line one, and now we have T-Mobile that is a beautiful facility, and now this for an AHL team, and um, it's just crazy to see where we are today. I think Zach kind of mentioned like it was sort of this carrot that was sort of, you know, kind of dangling in front of you guys. You knew it would eventually come. What was it like this morning to know that you know, today was the day when I actually get the skin on? I think it's just, it's like that Christmas morning feeling when you're younger. Like, um, you know, for a long time it's being built. Obviously with like the delays and COVID and stuff, everything's pushed back and pushed back. And then um, when you go to the night or the Blackhawks game, is that what they are? Nighthawks. Like Nighthawks. When um, you see them and then you just see the arena finally open and fans in and um, it's just excitement.
2: Did you go to the game like
3: no, I just saw, like, the videos and pictures from their, their opening night, um, and, yeah, it was, it's a beautiful arena.
1: So i tell you it was your first video you actually seeing it. You
3: know, yeah. Okay. yeah, and I took it all in. Like I said, I could tell you probably all the small details already, and, um, yeah.
2: It, it, it kind of has a new car smell to it, too, or a new arena smell,
3: doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um like even when you're trying to open the bench doors, they're so new that like, you kind of have to give them an extra tug and stuff like that. And um, yeah, everything here is just just—it's beautiful.
2: It looked like some of you guys didn't want to come off. at the end. there was something that you guys had to come off for.
3: Yeah, yeah I, I wouldn't put it past guys that they probably want to stay out there as long as possible.
2: Was it good that you guys had a chance to come here on practice day to, to get that Christmas morning feeling rather than having your first time in the building be a game?
3: I think so, yeah. Um, obviously, we had a, a tough weekend against Tucson. So I think coming here is brings a new level of excitement. And that excitement could turn your season around these last 14 games and um, really energize the group and um, get everybody going.
2: Were you guys kind of with that just in terms of you know, trying to get into the, to the race and, and finish out strong? And-
3: yeah, that's all you can do is uh, every night just, I guess, Play your best and be prepared. Um, obviously, we have 14 games left, but we also have 10 at home. So, and in this new arena, that like I said, everybody should be happy, energized, and um, probably have more jump in our game. I guess at home and stuff. Of the
2: Christmas morning things, the the, the shiny new places, or anything in particular that the guys were particularly excited about, like oh my gosh, we have one of these.
3: I don't know. I think it's just, it's, everything's bigger here than the Orleans. Not saying that the Orleans was bad, but um, I think a lot of guys are more excited about the boards at the Orleans. Yet off the boards, uh, the puck bounces all the time and here. It never popped up once. So I think it's like the little things like that is what the guys appreciate the most.
0: That was Gage Quinney. And you heard one of the questions that he was asked, that new car smell. That's not a new car smell. That's Kunker. The official scent of the Henderson Silver Knights from Aroma Retail. Just another one of the fun wrinkles at the DLC. Uh, a lot to be excited about. A lot of fun for the Silver Knights. Uh, the early portion of the week. Last night's not so much. A 4 nothing loss to the Bakersfield Condors. And Manny Viveros said yesterday, you know, we've got a lot of guys out of the lineup. But, you know, you still need to find a way to pick up wins or players who are playing an elevated role getting more opportunity and that's good but you need to find a way to win games still and uh, that's something that the Silver Knights will continue to look after as uh, they have got one more game here in Bakersfield before both of these teams hop on the bus and head to the DLC for Saturday. We're going to hop out right now and when we come back we'll be joined by Silver Knights forward Jermaine Lowen and he can give us a little bit of insights on the new building as well and also, what the Silver Knights need to do to get back in the win column. That's straight ahead on HSK Today. Brian McCormick here with you on 1230 The Game, the Silver Knights Radio Network.
1: I'll answer the question. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You. you want answers. I want the truth. You can't handle
4: Brian McCormick.
0: Back in Bakersfield, Brian McCormick here with you on HSK Today, our final segment of the week, Silver Knights. Came up on the short end last night against the Bakersfield Condors. They'll face them twice more tomorrow night in this building at Mechanics Bank Arena and then Saturday at the brand-new Dollar Loan Center in Henderson. Joining us to talk new arena and also the team in general is forward Jermaine Lowen. Jermaine, thank you for uh, taking the time on what is largely a, a down afternoon for you guys in Bakersfield. Did I pull you away from anything exciting?
5: Uh, I was just hanging out with a few guys having lunch. So,
0: No sightseeing to do in Bakersfield today?
5: Not too many sites.
0: Well, at least that makes you available for radio interviews on short notice. I appreciate that, uh, Jermaine. We've been talking a lot about uh, the the new building in this program, the Dollar Loan Center. You guys had a chance to skate there on Monday and Tuesday, and uh, curious what your initial impressions were of uh, what's going to be your guys' new home.
5: I'm uh, very. It was very uh, exciting just to go into the building, and I just felt like the the energy of the, the building was really. Really exciting, and I, I uh, they did a really good job with the building. It feels like uh, someplace where you want to come in and play every night, and um, it's just a brand new building, brand new environment, and um, yeah, I'm excited about that.
0: Have you ever had a chance to play in a brand new building before? I, I would imagine not, but uh, I would I figure for a lot of guys, it's kind of a new experience to to have something that's this uh, this unused.
5: Yeah, this is a first. Experience for me playing in a brand new arena so i'm really excited about that first game on saturday what were some of the things you guys
0: were excited about that because uh, this was a building that was designed specifically for the team uh were, were there some uh elements of the building that uh other places you've played haven't had any any amenities that uh make the locker room a little bit more pleasant than other places
5: i just think that uh, just having a kind of having a fresh building uh obviously nothing against the Orleans but just kind of a um in more modern more modern kind of rank and uh just feels like uh we kind of have all of our stuff there and we're all like together yeah, as a team there and um it's our building so it makes uh take more but we take pride in that it's like our building
0: talking to Jermaine Lowen, and you know it's, it's exciting for the fans everyone's been counting down to this day for quite some time and I guess it's exciting for family, too, because you've got some uh, some visitors for this weekend in Vegas who are making their first trip out there. Now, it could also be that they're there because they love you, but I think the new building has something to do with it, too.
5: Yeah, it has uh, <laughs> a bit to do with it. They uh, they said that they wanted to, to come in and check out the new uh, the new digs as well. They've heard a lot of exciting things about it online, and about the building and, and the, the buzz from the fans uh, that are... Excited to uh, to be in that ring. Um, fans have been waiting for the Dollar Loan Center for a while, and now it's here on Saturday, and we're just excited to get going. And um, my family is excited to, to be in attendance and watching the game.
0: Well, we look forward to that as well. And again, there's there's another game between now and then before uh, the festivities on Saturday. And for you guys, you're trying to get back in the in the win column after a tough four nothing loss last night uh, to the Condors. There's been so much roster movement of late with players in and out of the VGK lineup but uh for for you guys what have you guys been doing well as you try to find your footing and, and get back on the right side of the scoreboard
5: I I think that we've uh maintained a pretty positive attitude with with our locker room and I uh despite some of the tough uh, tough losses and circumstances and I feel like we still have a pretty good uh Tight knit group of guys, and we're just trying to um, focus on the positive things. And I think that's one, one thing we've done quite well as a team. And I know that the results haven't obviously necessarily showed on the scoreboard and that, but we're uh, we're making progress, and we've uh, you know, chance here or there, and we win a game. So we're uh, we're coming, and it's coming, come close. And I think uh, next game's gonna be a big big game for us. We we uh, work hard, and we'll do the things and get to the net and results are going to come it's uh we just have to stay with it and stay positive
0: do you guys do any standings watching you guys are kind of shoulder to shoulder with san diego right now san jose and tucson are in the rearview mirror is that something you guys pay attention to much or is it pretty much uh the task at hand
5: uh well it's the task at hand but um coaching staff and um players have we definitely know exactly where we stand and um, we know that uh, the cushion that we had earlier in the year, when we were in second place, is obviously dwindled um, down, and we're now we're not fighting for it, but uh, we're still we're still in the hunt, and we just got to kind of go every day and focus on you know what what we can do and what we control with the guys that we have in the lineup and everything else should uh, take care of itself.
0: We're speaking with Jermaine and Jermaine, you just recently came back from a, a lengthy injury absence. It was about two months that you were out. Um, at the start of the year, you were having just a, a really good offensive season, a step forward, and then it got interrupted by the injury. And I'm curious, uh, first of all, how what was the process like working your way back? Uh, and was it perhaps uh, frustrating to, to have to sit out for a bit when things were going very, very well?
5: Uh, it, was, uh, it was a hard process going through that. Injuries are never, never fun to to deal with as a player. Um, for me, it was a lot of mental stuff, and I kind of took that time and, and the opportunity to watch the game and try to, you know, add some pieces and elements to my game that um, I didn't maybe know before uh, before the injury. And I was having a good season, obviously before uh, before the injury, and offensively, and um, just I uh, just try to focus on making sure I. Was uh, positive and and still still worked on getting better and improving on um, during the injury and um, there's some other things that I could take time to to work on in my in my career and in my in my life as well and so I was very um, happy to be back and playing playing the game I love again and I have an appreciation for the game again uh, I did before but it's just it's really good to be out there and I love playing every rep I get.
0: Jermaine, one of the things you've done so well this year, I think, there's always been a, a physical edge to your game, and then crash and bang, and that's still there. But uh, last night, uh, the goalpost you hit off of a turnover that you forced, I think, is a good example. You've just you've been in the right place so often that when plays break down and the puck bounces into a dangerous area, you're there already. Has has that been part of the focus for this year, for you taking a step forward as well of just uh, the the sensibility of of position and where you are on the ice?
5: Yeah. I, you hit it right on. I've been, you know, taking the time to, to you know, analyze and, and uh, be in the right spots and be, be a more around the puck. And I've had opportunities, uh, you know, um, creating chances with my feet and obviously playing physical, but don't extend myself out of, out of plays by being out of control. So I was just working on, when I was injured, working on being in control when I was skating and and uh, working on skating a lot, and I feel like I've developed and grown as a skater and as a player, and I just try to continue that process of um, improving, and and that's all you can do. It's uh, about working through, through some things that you can improve, and and it's a development. So I've been I've been really happy with the progress I made, and obviously I'm not satisfied, and um, some of the results will come with those chances that I've been um, creating.
0: I, it's a lot of fun Jermaine we're talking to Jermaine Lowen. I I like watching you uh, align with Colt Conrad because first of all there's the height disparity when you're shoulder to shoulder which uh, is is funny on a faceoff but you both have a a similar approach in the offensive zone it's crash and bang it's physical it's it's nose on the puck and it, it creates a lot of havoc for uh, for teams when they're trying to break out of their own end what's it been like uh, playing with Colt for the last few games
5: it's been good i i had a i was very um Happy to play with Cole. We had that chemistry right from when he first came here, and um, we just kind of continued that. And I think for me and him, it's no—he's well, from a, he's a Manitoba guy, and uh, I played against him actually when I was eleven, eleven, twelve years old, somewhere around there. And I, um, we just have similar outlooks, and it—it's—it's uh, it's nice we can kind of feed off each other and find each other around the ice, and um, that's something that I. I really like. I, I feel like I found chemistry with another player, and um, you know, we talk um, on the bench and in the dressing room, and it uh, he's helped me a lot actually grow in my game and um, see the game differently. And and he's uh, he's having a pretty good year as well this year, and I'm just really happy for a guy like him. You know, he's um, he's a good teammate, and I'm just really happy that he's he's doing well and he's helping me develop some parts of my game that. Um, I can develop as well because he's a pretty skilled skilled player.
0: Well, your line has been an impactful one. Jermaine, before we let you go, any predictions? Uh, who's going to score the first goal at the Dollar Loan Center?
5: Uh, I will be me.
0: That will be you. <laughs> good. I appreciate the confidence, and uh, we'll expect a, a tailor-made celebration just for the occasion.
5: Awesome. Thank you.
0: Jermaine, thanks for your time. We appreciate it, and good luck tomorrow night here in Bakersfield.
5: Thank you very much.
0: That is Silver Knights forward Jermaine Lowen, who, again, has just taken a, a step forward this season uh, from the perspective of a power forward. He's got the build to be one, uh, 6'4", 240, and that's, uh, he's, he's found a way this year to get his his feet, his weight, and his hands all moving at the same time. It's made him dangerous around the front of the net, and uh, Jamie Heward, someone who spoke to him specifically early in the year prior to his injury, just that you look at Jermaine Lowen's trajectory through junior. How he made a substantial step from year to year to year. Kind of a similar pathway here in his professional career. How he adds something on each season and becomes a more complete player. Uh, And he has taken a good step forward this year. It's good to have him back uh, off uh, the injured list as well. Well, we mentioned that the Silver Knights, we mentioned the entire hour has been about how the Silver Knights are going to open up the Tyler Loan Center on Saturday. And uh, we will remind you what the pregame festivities will look like for fans who want to attend the Tilt Yard is going to be open at 3.30. At 3.30 at the Dollar Loan Center, the tilt yard is the plaza in front. At 3.30 with lawn games, uh, DJ music, food trucks and vendors. At 4 o'clock the silver carpet will begin with dignitaries and then Silver Knights players and staff. You got a chance to see them up close before they head into the building and get ready for game one of the DLC era. The Silver Knights and the Bakersfield Condors. So lots of fun. Make sure you get there early. Uh, 3.30 things will kick off on Saturday. But the Silver Knights play Friday in this building against the Condors at Mechanics Bank Arena. We'll be on the air for that 7 o'clock puck drop, 6.30 pregame here on 12.30 of the game. Thank you, Chase Jolish. Thank you, Jermaine Lowen. And thank you for listening in on this Thursday afternoon. We'll see you tomorrow night for more HSK Hockey, Silver Knights, and Condors here from Bakersfield. Brian McCormick here with you. Have a great weekend, everybody.